Boston7.com, the Boston Podcast Network. It's the Josh JP philosophy. So here they are, Josh Cohen and JP Plunkett. Hey, it's producer Dave here at Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network, recording from our Westwood studios today on the program. Josh and JP are joined by singer-songwriters Shane O'Neill and Randy Vera. Boys, as they say, let's rock. Thanks, Dave. And on behalf of uh, my partner, Josh Cohen, we want to greet Shane O'Neill and Randy Vera, well-known singers throughout Boston. Good morning, fellas. How you doing, Shane? Good morning, JP. I'm great. Thanks for having me. How you doing? Good morning, y'all. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Josh, want to lead us off, Mr. Cohen? Sure. Gentlemen, thank you so much for being a part of the show. Happy to have you. I guess the first thought question I would have is, how has your business and your career been transitioned? You can't play at bars. How has that um, shaped the next year or two for, for your businesses? Shane, you want to field that? You want me to? I'll, I'll, I'll throw something in uh, in the ring. I was just, I'm obviously a lot newer to this than Randy, who's really a seasoned performer. Could put me in the late bloomer category. I only started playing guitar about four years ago. Um, but I've made, you know, I've been playing a lot in four years. So I've made a lot of strides. Now I can play three hours at a bar. Before COVID, I was just getting started. I was starting to get paid gigs at, at bars around Boston. Uh, and, it, and then, it, of course, it stopped. But surprisingly, I've, I've, I've been able to get some gigs, private parties. I played at Wollaston Country Club. JP, you may have, you may have heard of it. Thanks to you, buddy. <laughs> I heard it was great. I was out of town. Otherwise, I would have been there. But rave reviews. Oh, great, great. It was really cool uh, setup with a tent and I was on the porch off the tent and I was distanced and I know you can't play, you can't sing and perform in bars in Boston and Cambridge and, and that is a, is a shame and I don't think entirely necessary if people are safe and responsible, but I have a friend who manages a bar in Seekonk, which is you know, an hour south, right, up, right on the Rhode Island border and I played four gigs there this summer and one outdoors, two indoors, so, they, so it can be done. And that's been great practice for me. I go there, play three hours. They pay pretty well. I've got some friends and relatives in the area. So that's been a safe, saving grace for me. Um, but yeah, it's not until they open up Boston. And sadly, you're hearing about music venues and bars closing every day. We're talking about right. that before the joke. Um, that really puts a damper on things. But I feel like I'm, getting, I'm still getting practice. I did a lot of live sessions on Instagram. I did about 10 throughout April and May and June. And that was interesting. I don't know what your thoughts are, Randy, on live streaming, but it's something a lot of musicians, even pros, have had to do because they have no other choice to connect with their fans and play. It's strange to just sit in front of a, like I'm doing now, sit in front of a, a phone and play music for an hour, but you have, you have people engaging and giving thumbs up emojis and clapping and all that stuff. So it's still performing, but nothing, nothing can replicate playing in front of an audience. So, so Shane O'Neill was, was hitting his stride beautifully um, just as COVID's big time slowed things down. Randy's been doing this um, full time for 30 years, or almost, at least 25 years. Randy, how has this um, blockade in the music capitals of Massachusetts, Boston, Cambridge, how has this um, affected you and how are you staying busy and keeping your tools sharp, so to speak? Direct, direct answer. It's a friggin' disaster. It's, it's a disaster. <laughs> yeah. Beyond, beyond a disaster. It's the end of the friggin' world. Uh, I don't know how to say it in, in any plainer English. I, you know, I went from doing five shows a week 
220 dates a year minimum to doing nothing, you know, sitting on my butt. I got a gig the other night. I don't know if you saw it. Uh, Shane probably, I think you commented on it. I played the uh, Ebersol yeah. suite. I played the Ebersol suite of the uh, Liberty. Liberty? That the Liberty? Beautiful yeah. family, you know, hired me to do some, some songs to do a social distance party because they can't go anywhere. So here they are paying $7,000 for the, for the suite and paying me to play. And I'm thinking what I lost is incalculable because I can't put it back in the calendar and rate of savings. I mean, JP, you're the, you're the guru here. I mean, think about if I'm, if I play four shows a week, two of them go in the bank. Your dad taught me that when I was a kid, he said, you know, forget you have it, put it away. Uh And that's, that's been for me losing the seaport that we were talking about earlier, messing around, you know, that's 1400 people watching me play guitar for three hours twice a week over the summer at the busiest venue in the city of Boston, best gig in New England. Is there any pivoting though for you? I mean, this is, you no, know, I'm screwed. I'm screwed. Such Josh. a challenge. I, I'm so completely screwed. And as bad as it is for me, it's not as bad for other guys, Josh. I had a couple bass hits with uh, Audio Spark, so I get royalty money. And I still get people say, Randy, get over here, bring you a guitar. And they throw me 200 bucks. You know, it is a, you know, it's like you go outside in a snowstorm and you, and you go to the bathroom at the, at the tailgate. That's like the hole in the snow compared to what I used to make. But it's, it's, um, it's awful. And, and like JP said, I mean, from 1991 and now I've played every gig I could in Boston and, and blew my lungs out and got tendonitis playing and to build a reputation here where I would get hired to do these sort of things. Everything from weddings on down to bonfire superhero and they're gone. So, and, and I was pretty upset about it. Shane signed my petition. I called everybody I know in politics, everybody from Boston College, everybody, my, you know, wife's pals, friends from Harvard, and they all just threw their hands in their pockets and said, no, no dice, pal. You're, I said, what if I play socially distant at my gig at the seaport with a mask? And it was told, don't even, no one would touch it. It was plutonium. So uh, it's awful. I did one Facebook live. Shane was on there. 4,500 people watched me. I didn't make a penny. So it's what it is, man. It's, it's, um, I don't know what I'm going to do. I got offered to teach a nice family a, a COVID pod in Boston, they give their children lessons, you know, five, six-year-old kids, and I'm not qualified for that. You know, I, I want to give them to a real music teacher. I, I teach guitar to adults, you know, so it, it is, it's, it's an absolute disaster. I'm not against Charlie Baker's shutdown. I, I think, you know, we got to take care of our most vulnerable and we, the broadsword, the blunt object of, of a shutdown is probably one of the only ways to ensure it. So uh, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to complain or whine. But, you know, it does suck. Thanks for asking. It's, <laughs> it's Armageddon. Well, you, you guys have felt it worse than probably any other industry. And, and this is probably a, a depressing segue. But just to temporarily think about the good old days, which will come back. We're, we're going to be back. It might not be until 2022. It might segue a little bit next year. Certainly not going to be this year. Shane and, and then Randy, what, what are some of the fun gigs you've played? What are your favorite venues to play at? And, you know, maybe some funky interesting weird stories from the crowd you know shane i i know you've been emerging and so proud of your great stuff why don't you start and then uh, we can go to randy sure yeah um wow you know you think about pre-covid and it seems like 10 years ago i almost get nostalgic for 2019 and 18 right? back back in the glory days but when i was just starting to get and by the way i want to thank randy because uh he was talking about how i used to come see him play around back bay and um i don't know if you remember that time randy when i when we met and you were playing house of blues restaurant after a Sox game and he let me go up and play one song 
And that's the first time, it was three years ago. It was the first time I ever played a song in front of people. And yeah. it was kind of a watershed moment because it gave me confidence. So thanks. Were you nervous? I, 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 I was extremely nervous then just to play one song. Now I play three hours. So you can see how you just grow by practicing and getting confidence. But it has to start somewhere. And I played the last time by the Rolling Stones. That's such, and, a, uh, such a good tune. It. We might have yeah, to ask it. you to play that at the end of the show. <laughs> okay. Randy, uh, Randy's been helping it. people for, for forever. That That's sort of yes. a hallmark. He's, he's a humble guy, so I'm not surprised to hear that, but it's it's beautiful to hear that. One, uh, I do have a, a, follow-up, a follow-up story about just fun, and, and, you know, a huge part of music is collaborating with other people, and that's been lost now, too. I mean, I can't play with anybody, and that's how you get better as well. Um, so I true. have great... Great stories from St. Patrick's Day. I have a group of friends to uh, my friend, Keir Burns, who produced uh, two albums out and he produced both of them. He's been a huge supporter and mentor for me. Um, I've been friends with him for years and he puts together a band for St. Patrick's Day. He does it every year and they play at the Stockyard in Austin, which is a yeah. big place yeah. and it gets, it gets filled with people and we sit around a table and play. Um, that's, I mean, for every gig you play where there's no one in the bar that's going to happen to you no matter what this is a gig where you're playing with a band and there are hundreds of people in the bar and it's st patrick's day so you know you figure it out everybody's good everybody's good and tipsy and loving the music and and uh, that's that was a really fun really sort of encouraging and and we play like uh 20 hours in, 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 in two days you know we play 10 hours on saturday and 10 hours on sunday and by the end of it you're like you're exhausted, but you're, you're, you're exhilarated. Shane, I had a question. You're, you're, you're obviously started a lot later in life doing this. Yeah. What yeah. motivated you? I mean, have you had any musical talent prior or any playing of the guitar or singing, or is this just, just, you know, I'm in the middle of my life and I want to start doing this. Exactly. Yeah. No, I've always loved music passionately, a, a fan forever. You know, I've been singing in my car and in the shower since I was, you know, a, teen a teenager. And I needed, I don't you know, you get to that point, you're in your early 40s, I, I need a hobby. And, I, I, and I've tried the guitar before and I just found it too, 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 too difficult to do. I played a little bass guitar, which is easier to pick up. But uh, I just bought a guitar off, off online, a cheap starter Yamaha acoustic and just put it in front of me. I didn't know how to play one chord, nothing. And it came with a DVD and you put it in and here's how you play an E minor in an A minor. You put your finger here and one finger there. I'm like, oh God. Um, but little by little, you know, I, I've, I've found I had a knack for song. Like I, cause I know so many songs just from being a fan, the tempo of songs, the melodies, I know all the, a lot of lyrics to songs already. So putting the pieces together wasn't that hard. And, and it, but, but really it's a lot of practice. And if you enjoy doing it, it doesn't feel like labor. It just feels like, well, that's such you know, a good point. Anything that you enjoy in life, it's going to not seem laborious and it's ultimately going to work out as a success. Mom, Randy, so I was there for maybe you, some of your first gigs ever, uh, you know, the old Alley Pub. Um, you know, played against Sam's old? when we were promoting parties together. Um, so, you know, you, you've run the gamut from sort of that college scene. You, you've won prestigious John Lennon songwriting awards. Um, you know, you, you've played some bigger venues, some smaller venues. You know, tell us sort of um, in a Cliff's Notes um, about the evolution of your career and what it's meant to you and how you've connected yeah, the, with, with people. Oh, yeah. The, the, the Cliff Note version would be first before I do. Shane, 
watching you that day at House of Blues, man. You, you remember 1980 when the when the we the Americans beat the Russians <laughs> and the Russians were looking over. Like here I am playing. You know, it sounds more glamorous than it is. House of Blues is a glamorous <laughs> place. We're playing after a Red Sox game. Uh, you know, Yankee fans everywhere, and there's always 20 guitar players in the bar that think they're better than you. So you got to pull every stop. <laughs> playing with my teeth, playing Jimi Hendrix behind my head for him. And Shane comes up <laughs> and, and kills it. And I sat there watching him leaning on my mic stand like freaking Igor Larionov, like, wow, I wish. I <laughs> just the joy in his face and just the love. I mean, he is great. And that's what, and dude, you look like David Gray. You know, chicks are just rocking at you. Like, you know, he's handsome, he can sing. And I'm like, this is, this is what it's all about, man. It's about having fun. Well, you hear about you hear about the uh, Belichick coaching tree, and maybe there's a Vera music tree, and, and uh, Shane O'Neill is going to be the, the uh, I'll tell you, branch off of it. It's pretty pretty. That exciting. night was exactly exactly like the Miracle on Ice. Yeah, it was, was incredible cool. watching, and they loved you, and they loved you, and it was a full room, and I believe it was a New York game. You still have my copy of Gravity's Rainbow. I was rereading at the time. I did. I'm looking at it there. right now. I'm side yeah, glancing at it right Thomas now. Thomas Pinch yeah. on my. I'd have to play pregame. And then I'd have to wait the whole game and play post game without drinking, which is impossible. Oh, yeah. And by the way, everybody had a ticket for me. So I'd have like five different tickets to the game because pregame people are like, Hey, we have an extra ticket. You want to come in with us? And I did that a couple of times and you're feeding your beers and everybody loves the guitar player. So I went yeah. back over. I'm like, I can't do this. I'm going to get fired. And those are the guys that gig got me a million gigs. Cause if you play the house yeah. of blues, you're allegedly pretty good. So right. but anyway, to answer JP's readers digest version, I got to say, Beak, you were there for some of the craziest. Uh, I was playing that room, I'll Leave It Nameless, on the, in Faneuil Hall that, that had a lot, of, um, a lot of stuff going on in it. And um, the night that Canadian guy died in the alley, yeah. he was... Sissy uh, case. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, by the way, I talk to them all the time. I still gig at the Wild Rover for them. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the nights where I thought it was you. They were bringing out the gurney and the coroner was there and he had a barn jacket on. And I was blubbering, crying. And the grizzled manager, I'll leave him nameless, comes over. He goes, is your boy a Canadian national? I'm like, no, no, he's from Milton. And he goes, then it ain't your boy. Stop crying. Go play. That's awesome. <laughs> so that's one. But, the, you know, the nanny was abducted out of my gig. She died that night. The, the nanny that was cut in half. Oh, my God. We were questioned by the FBI. I was playing uh, um, Sweetwater Cafe that night. We were on the cover of the Boston Sunday Globe. The big um, Sweetwater Cafe uh, cover of the Globe saying this is where she went missing from. Wow. And I was playing there that night that it happened. I was, and by the way, that no, place, you, you were doing Hunger Strike and um, yeah. some great still 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 notes. You know what this all reminds me of? Maybe Dave Yaz at some point could find this great clip. But hearing Randy and Shane, it reminds me of what I think Angie Shung probably wrote the song. It's an ACDC tune. It's a long way to the top if you want to rock uh, and roll. Incredible track, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it really yeah, tells it's, it's uh, these tales. But, but go ahead more about the Sissy K's days. and the So Sissy, Sissy K's, uh, like St. Patrick's Day, I had had too much to drink. I used to use a wireless mic and a, and a wireless guitar attachment. And I was rocking my truck back and forth out in front, standing on top of it, playing Streets Have No Name with my old SR cabs that were just way too loud. And there was a huge crowd around me. And the staff of Sissy K's, all of a sudden, I see my gear getting loaded out and thrown in my truck. And I'm like, what are you doing? Screaming at them. And they were worried about getting shut down on the busiest day of the year because I was being a jackass. And then I get down, I was yelling at everybody. And all of a sudden, the whole staff picked me up and ran me downstairs and threw me in the walk-in cooler and locked me in. 
And the no uh, way. Yeah. So the guy, the Bud Rep, I'm sponsored by Budweiser. They pay me um, for uh, for my gigs at a local bar. And the the rep is a year behind us from Boston College, and he's a great guy. And he goes, hey, do you remember that time they locked you in the walk-in? You know, he's like, Billy J locked you in the walk-in. I'm like, yeah. He goes, I was there for that. That was hilarious. I, I thought you were crowd surfing. It was the it was like the towny doorman, Joe McCarthy. Again, another Boston legend. There should be the ballad of, ballad of Joe Man. Um, yeah, those are those are the eleven crazies. And then I basically cleaned up my act. I said, if I'm going to be able to to do this long term, I can't be doing every shot of Jameson people put in front of me. I'll, I'll be dead. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, so yeah. I stopped doing that and just politely turned look it down. What ha- look what happened to poor Jim Morrison. You know, he went the other way, you know, as they say. He, uh, he, he died at 26. See, yeah, see, I, see I, Shane I, waited. <laughs> Shane right. just, I'm not going to die. I'm not going to die young. Shane, so, I'm going to start this it. career once I have all those, you know, thirsty <laughs> habits out of my system. <laughs> yeah, a couple ways to go about it. It's, it's a, a little good, too late it's to a good die question young. though how to how to do right how to manage drinking and playing and i'm <laughs> and I, you know in the beginning i was like very ruthlessly uh disciplined it's like i'm treating this like i'm, I'm playing tennis or something like, i'm gonna be sober encouraged to drink yeah, when you yeah. golf right yeah, right better, well, you know because it, it, i was i was nervous that all right i'm not gonna want to forget the chords i don't i want to remember all the lyrics i want to perform well but as you get better Eh, you know, take a shot here and there, have a beer, and then you it does loosen you up and make you play better. But there is, like when you play pool and, you know, you have a few beers and you get better at pool <laughs> until the point where you drink too much and you get worse at pool. And then you suck at it. There's a lot. Axel Rose, uh, I used to do a little, but the little wasn't doing, so the little got more and more. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Very That's, fitting. It's called a fine line, gentlemen. Yeah, it's very true. But yeah, I don't, I, I don't do like the gig at the Ebersol Suite was uh, through an agency that uh, actually the the uh, saxophone player from Living Proof owns it. He was in Ripopotamus. He did the um, they did the theme to the old the old uh, MTV show Sold Out. Um, I mean, uh, the um, singled out with Jenny McCarthy. He was the theme song for it. He now owns a pretty a pretty incredible worldwide you know Caribbean gigs London. Uh, so I get that gig through him. He's like, listen, I got a family that wants to throw a bash. You're the guy. And I get a lot of gigs through him that it's like, Hey, listen, after the big event, there's a wedding in Newport at a mansion. I need a bonfire superhero. Just go down there and do your thing. And well, in the, in the contract, it's no drinking. Uh-huh. no drugs. <laughs> and, well, and it's, and when he puts it in front of me, by the way, don't drink or I'll fire you. So that's easy. I'm bound to the proverbial mast. I have to plug the wax in my ears and look the other way. So that makes it easy for me. I need the gig, so don't drink. So yeah. um, if I could interject for a quick minute, just because um, I want to give both of you the respect of some heads up. Um, Josh will have another question or two. And then if, if Shane would start to think about um, playing a tune and then we'll, we'll wrap up with a Randy tune and then we might sort of bleed the show um, over with at that point. But I wanted to, I'd be remiss if I didn't say to everybody to please find Shane O'Neill on social media. Please find Randy Vera on social media. And if you have uh, the need to hire a, a musician to liven up a house party or a wedding or a bar mitzvah or a business event, um, you'd be doing your friends and family and clients uh, a huge service. Um, Shane O'Neill and Randy Vera. Um, they're independent, distinct acts that have collaborated, but um, they're both fantastic 
and uh, I encourage you to please, please consider them. So um, with that, I'll, I'll pass the microphone to Josh Cohen before these two um, stars um, sing a bit for us. Thank you. Well, I think, uh, you know, just along those same lines, JP, I was thinking about it when you were speaking, Randy. You know, we have a bar mitzvah coming up next year. Um, but I, that's a great opportunity. I think you have a lot of people that will be yearning for live music. And as you had performed at the Ebersol Suite, you know, let's get in contact. Let's promote it on this show because obviously I was listening to some of your stuff prior to the show. Tremendously talented, both they of really you. really both are. And, and, I, and, I, and I, want, I also, we can promote it. There are people that are doing private parties. There are people that are doing events, small, socially distant events that are looking for great entertainment. So that might be the, the pivot that we help you with. Yeah, that'd be great. Thank you. I would that'd appreciate it. Every little bit helps, Josh. I got a tip jar on there. I'm getting anonymous tips from my, uh, you know, 20 bucks from people that I, you know, I was in London in 2010 and I got one from London. You know, I was playing the Icarus Club London for a, uh, two months doing my songwriter work and i got some uk like people know that it's it sucks i don't go out doing it like shane and i talked about this i don't want to put out a you know uh venmo and play from my house i just don't want to do it no. I, i'm living without a crowd in front of me well you well not that not for so we're gonna i'm gonna have i'm gonna put you guys on speaker i want my kids to hear you yeah so that's a great idea josh so uh, shane would love to hear you Get some guitar and uh, singing going, and then, and then uh, maybe okay. Randy can blend it in and finish it. And um, guys, thanks so much. Two great people, Shane O'Neill and Randy Vera, and Josh and I are very appreciative that you joined us. Well, since I mentioned that song, the last time, by and I know JP, you're a big Stones fan. Number two on your top three. Right? That's right. I did listen to the uh, band, the band podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Shane. Uh, here we go. Way to go, Shane. Uh, that was awesome. Thank Shane, you. that yeah, dude, I freaking love watching Shane. Yeah, dude. Uh, I'll do um, it's a fitting song for the moment. I'm looking outside here. I'm next to the uh, McMullen JP looking at the leaves turn. So.
Voice is cracking a little Wait. early for me. I've never heard an arrangement yeah, like that, beautiful. Randy. That was, that was that was unbelievable. Uh, the mama's the mama in the cast. I can't sing the mama cast part, so I played on the guitar. Oh, 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 only mama cast could. But boy, Shane, <laughs> awesome. Mick Jagger is going to somehow hear that and love it. You might be opening for the Stone someday. And and Randy, uh, mama's and the papas, fantastic, yeah, gorgeous. What do you think, Josh? I'm happy to be playing the Wild Rover when they reopen. Happy to be playing there. Anyway, I love you guys. Josh, nice to finally meet you. I listen to you all the time. Josh, you uh, need to un okay. unmute you. Oh, there you go, Josh. Sorry, go ahead. Okay. Guys, that was awesome. I mean, you can't do something at all, and you're so untalented at something, right. and you hear professionals doing it so well. It, it makes it blows my mind away. And so to hear that, and I love live music so much, and I want these bars and restaurants to open so we can get guys like you back in there. People are yearning to get, have live music. And, and, and Shane and Randy, if Josh wants to get your business, ooh, he's going to get your business. He's he's a, yeah. I mean, Dave Yaz will tell you, there, there, there's no. not a person I know that's a better networker or um, just, just humble in terms of wanting to help people see their niche businesses succeed. So whether it's commercial Josh, real estate. 10%, pal. Um, the agent fee, anytime. I'll be in touch, guys. Important here. This is, you know, Josh, what you do, holding people's awareness is what we all do as entertainers. And you guys do a tremendous job at that. I wish I had one iota. You can fit in a thimble, you know, my, my talent next to yours. You guys do this, you know, no, no guitar, no, no singing, and you, you get our ears, and that's a gift. You know, well, uh, we're, yeah, we're having fun with this, that's, that's for sure, but um, neither Josh or I will be giving up our day jobs anytime soon. So. No, we won't. <laughs> um, but, you know, uh, my, my last remarks would be, two years. thank you, Shane, thank you, Randy, 
Um, oh, be, be, be patient. Uh, we, we feel your pain. And God bless you. And uh, you'll be out there kicking ass and uh, enlightening our ears and uh, minds and souls in, in, in no time, we hope. Thank Thank you, great seeing you guys. Great talking to you. Thanks. Great. Thanks. Great talking to you. Thanks. So fun. Great time. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Josh JP Philosophy. We'll put info on our performers today in the show notes of this episode, so take a look and please check them out online whenever they're available. Remember to subscribe to this show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a production of Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. Keep rocking, everybody. Riding on the highway, going to a show. Please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and please share it with a friend or a colleague in your network who would be interested. The show is supported by Red Dome Realty and the Legacy Financial Group. For more information on these organizations and how to get in touch with your host, check the show notes of this podcast. Thanks for listening.